1: Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. All right, welcome back to Inside Sources. You're here with Kate Clune and Scott Simpson filling in for Boyd Matheson. And we are having an amazing time. Hopefully you're not too disappointed to hear us <laughs> instead. Um, and, and next we're going to talk about Americans who are really feeling the squeeze of inflation and they're looking for really interesting ways to, to pay for groceries, right? And so, Scott, have you ever heard of these buy now, pay later services? Oh, sure.
2: Yeah, I it it I've never really heard about it until today applied to groceries. But yeah, yeah. me either. This this makes me anxious. Like I I, I don't is it I don't the credit like... union in you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, makes p- part of it is you know people complain about friction in borrowing, right? And so you want to mm-hmm. make this as easy as possible, but friction can be your friend. Like yeah. ha- making things slow and a little bit painful could be your friend, and I it could, because essentially, buy now, pay later. You are borrowing your groceries, yeah. right? You're you're getting a loan for your groceries, and it's tragic that people feel like they have to do that. But I I it seems like that's you know digging a hole that you're going to have a hard time getting out of.
1: Yeah, and I I think that most people are familiar with the concept of layaway, right? Like sure. that was something that it was hasn't been as common in the, the last little while, but it is more common now. Um, and these are a little bit different. These are things that you can find online that allow you to buy something and then pay like in four installments. Which right? is different
2: than pay now, buy later. That's what yeah, exactly. that's what layaway is. Exactly. It's the it's the reverse, right? Yeah.
1: So luckily, we have an expert who can talk to us about this and what it will mean for consumers. And so we'd like to welcome Jessica Dickler, a personal finance writer for CNBC. Welcome, Jessica.
2: Hi. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, give us a sense of scope and scale here. Is this is this Going across the country, is it a wave that we're dealing with?
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely summed it up pretty well to begin with. Uh, Buy now, pay later has it's a new form of the old school layaway, um, except you do get um, you do get whatever you want up. Front and then you pay for it in interest-free installments over time. And it's become huge. I mean, it absolutely exploded during the pandemic when everyone was buying everything online. And then as um, you know, people felt increasingly cash-strapped and inflation has played a big part of that, then it looks, it looks even better. It looks very attractive to kind of spread out the payments and it makes things seem more affordable.
2: Are these merchants that are offering these products, or are there third-party sort of tech platforms that are delivering this uh, this technology?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. There are these third parties that have partnered up with some of the major retailers, and now you find um, ways to buy now pay later pretty much everywhere, especially everywhere online. But you can also do it in person too. Um, Some of the big um, the big Fintech companies that are doing it are Klarna, Zip, Zilch, Affirm, and Afterpay. Apple is also getting into the space with Apple Pay later that comes out, I think that launches on Monday, so we're going to see a lot more from them. Um, but you can download an app, you can do it on your phone. Um, so if you're checking out at the grocery store, you could um, use the app like you would if you were paying with Apple Pay and you mm. can um, spread out the payments that way.
2: But Jessica, you said it was interest free and I I am of the school that nothing is free. And so, so these guys are making money. How are they doing it?
0: Well, it's yeah, it's sort of interest free with cash, just like you said, Um, If you can, I mean, they do get paid by the merchant, just like um, you would, you know, they would with a visa transaction. So um, it's not all, you know, reliant on um, consumer mishaps, but that does play a role, too, because um, you can spread out the payments interest free. But if you do miss a payment or you're late on a payment, there can be some interest charges or fees depending on the terms.
1: So who is most likely to borrow money for the bread and the milk that they need to buy? Because this seems like really predatory to me. Like it can't have a great effect.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's true. And it doesn't really come naturally. I mean, you wouldn't choose to buy now, pay later if you had no problem whatsoever with, you know, the total tap. It, it kind of comes up when you feel you're feeling a little bit stretched up, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, most of buy now, pay later is you know, most of the growth has been driven by younger consumers, a lot of millennials um, and Gen Z that are, you know, that are shopping online and want to get a bigger ticket item than, you know, they can afford in that moment. Also, um, the majority of buy not pay later borrowers are considered some prime So that means, you know, that they have um, their, their credit um, standing isn't quite as good.
1: So one of the criticisms that I've heard about these buy now pay later companies is that they don't all communicate, and so you may use a bunch of these different platforms and not know how much debt you've taken on. Um, is that something that can affect borrowers down the road? Yes,
0: and there have been some recent studies that show, um, and it's and it seems intuitive too. But if you're you know kind of juggling a, a few different um, installment payments and they have different dates or different terms, then it would be kind of confusing to keep it all straight. Um, and I, you know, I think that if you, if you, if you do installments with one item, say you're, you know, you're getting uh, a mattress or during COVID, everyone was buying a Peloton and it made (laughs) sense to finance it and spread it out. Um, but with num, you know, a number of accounts open at once and a lot of little ones, it can, um, you know, it it can definitely trend more towards um, those pitfalls like missing a payment or or paying late, and that and that does come back to hurt you. Mm.
2: Jessica Dickler, uh, personal finance writer for CNBC. Thank you for joining us on Inside Sources.
0: Thanks for having me,
2: Kate. This this still, I'm, uh, you know. I think it's interesting. I applaud the ambition of both the retailers finding a way to take as much friction out of the purchasing process as possible. Mm-hmm. But, but man, the uh, we talked about this uh, before the show that you know loan balances, credit card balances—they're all on the rise, and uh, I, I think we're going to start feeling it by the time we get to Christmas. That consumers are going to be in a real, real pinch.
1: Yeah, it does kind of explain why everyone's top of mind for the election is inflation, right? Like people are forced to use these kinds of payment options because prices are so over the top and out of control. At this case. for some people is the only way that they can buy groceries. Yeah, you've
2: got a ten, eleven percent year over year increase yeah. in food prices, but you've also got we talked about this, you know, mortgage, a mortgage price or rent, rent, you know, mm-hmm. the corresponding rents are going up. And, and, you know, as many as you could have on an average mortgage as much as a $500 increase per month in payment just because of the mortgage rate adjustments. We're hearing about another one. I, I don't know where this goes, but this is, uh, is going to um, play out in a pretty painful way. Well, be sure to stay with us um, for our number two of Inside Sources. We'll see you after the break. I'm Dave Cauley.